Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Hey, guys. I'm Jen. And I'm Amanda. And you're you're listening listening to Fathomless. So we're going to switch up the vibe a little bit for this episode. We um, had a very heavy, sad episode um, yeah. about Julie Grainwalker and his mysterious disappearance. So, I mean, we're going to still stay on the spooky, scary, true crime vibe, but just yeah. a, little a little different, more, a little more whimsical. Yeah. And so, not so horrifically gut-wrenchingly heartbreaking yeah so we're gonna just like bring it up with some of our own spooky stories crazy experiences um whether they're paranormal or just creepy people some dark tourism that we've done um yeah yeah so we We hope you guys like it we thought we'd just kind of switch it up and you know maybe this can become a recurring kind of show within a show of our own or other people's creepy ghost stories or something i don't know yep exactly yeah we just figured we'd, we'd shake it up a little bit so yeah and we also like wanted to research another case that we'll kind of bring up today um that we'll just kind of say like the lady of the dunes yes it's so crazy because last month we were actually talking about hey we should do this like you know, as one of our next episodes. Yeah, and let's then, do like, it together. Two weeks later, they fucking identified her. Yeah, how fucking crazy! Like, we were literally about to like go deep dive like into this 50 case. Fifty years, fifty fucking years. Yeah. So then we were like, okay, let's hold off until they get some more information because holy shit! I know. I was like, should we still do this since we know who she is now? I mean, it's like, no, let's wait because we know nothing about her. Yeah. And- you know I w- what? I want to see if more information comes, comes out. out. Yeah. So we we're like, okay, what, what can we do instead? Last minute. So yeah, let's. Uh, yeah. Want to start? Okay, so we're gonna start talking about um, Tony Costa, yeah. aka Tony, Tony Chop Chop. Tony Chop Chop. So Tony Costa was a man living um, in Truro or P-Town. I think he was living in Truro. On the Cape. He was living on the Cape, the very tip of the Cape, in the 1960s. And we are absolutely going to cover this case because it's fucking insane. So Morbid did a great episode on this case. And he had a pot garden back in the 60s behind a graveyard but you're also a terrible person so what you did yeah well he this is how he would lure his victims um hey i have a cool like pot garden you want to go see it and he would bring his victims to his pot garden in the middle of the woods and basically kill them and dismember them so me and amanda being the true crime enthusiasts we are we're like let's go to this location yeah so um from what we found, like, on, like, Reddit and from what we heard from the Morbid podcast, it was essentially you go into the woods behind the Pine Grove Cemetery in Truro, walk through the trails a little bit, and you come across a old payphone that is, like, bolted to a tree. And then, like, a couple hundred feet into the woods from there, 
it's all overgrown with pine trees and everything now, but that is supposedly supposedly where the garden was. So it was like, I want to say it was January. Yeah, we went in January, so we did a so little we off season. season yeah, if you're in Mass, if you know that the Cape fucking sucks from like Memorial Day weekend until you know Labor Day. Yeah, even after. Yeah. So we went on the on a random ass January day, and it's it was about like a two and a half hour, three hour. Yeah, it was like a three hour drive, drive from. So it was like where we were living deep in the Cape. Oh yeah, it's at like the very tip of the Cape, and. We went on a January day. We left at, like, 6 a.m. Because we wanted to just kind of get there early and have the day. Yeah. So we are driving through these, you know, beach roads of the Cape. And they're winding. And, you know, it was, like, very, like, foggy and, like, rainy out that day. Yeah, the cemeteries. So the vibes were there. Yeah, the cemeteries uh, located, like, in the National Forest. So it was very, like, not many houses around. It was, uh, I think it, like... It was supposed to snow, but it was, like, too warm, so it was that, like, misty, foggy yeah. kind of day, super gray, overcast, so, so very we're driving. Yeah, we're driving down these winding roads, and the entrance to the, the road for the cemetery is a dirt road, and it's, like, a tiny, like, one-lane yeah. dirt road, like and if you're you almost miss fast, it. You we almost missed right it. We almost did. So we're driving down this road, and I'm already, like, shitting myself. Yeah, because we're, like, just driving into the woods, basically. Yeah. So Jen's like, all right, we're going to die here. Yeah, so it's, like, a mile-long road. And then you come up to the cemetery, right? The fucking fog is rolling in. The the trees are just old and, like, decrepit. And, like, there's just, like, moss on every gravestone. Like, it's fucking scary. There's an open crypt in the back of it. Yeah. Where, like... Okay, so we park the car and we get out and, you know, Amanda is, you know, a photographer. She is amazing. You are amazing. And it's a fun hobby of hers. It is. And so she whips out her fancy schmancy camera and, you know, starts taking pictures and um, I'll let you kind of say your piece. It's not like extremely fancy. It's a Canon Rebel, like T7, I think. Um, I so, don't even, sounds fancy to me. If, if a real photographer is listening, they're going to laugh and be like, okay. Um, <laughs> just saying. But so uh, when I first like started taking photos, I went home later that day and I realized that like the first 15 to 20 pictures that I took never made it onto my memory card for some reason. They just like did not exist. There was one grave that had like a crystal, like yeah, it had angel, this little, like crystal um, angel on it, and I was like, "Oh, this looks so cool." And, and took pictures like, of it, looked back at it, like, and yep. then they were just they were just gone not from your camera roll. Not later. on my camera when I put it in my computer, which I've had that happen before. Um, well, this is a very like known, like haunted graveyard well, the, in the area. The other place that happened was when I was on the ghost tour at Colonial Williamsburg. My camera just stopped working halfway through the tour. Like, my battery just, like, like, it it said it was dead. And then I, like, it wasn't dead. Like, it turned off for, like, a good, like, 15, 20 minutes and, like, wasn't cooperating and then was just working. That's paranormal. So, I mean, it does, they do say that they, like, absorb energy from, yep. like, you know, electrical things around them to, you know, manifest, but... Yeah. So that was definitely the weirdest thing. And then 
thankfully I did get some good pictures. I'll post a bunch of them. Oh yeah, amazing. You know what? Actually, fun fact: the picture of our yeah our our, our like show, logo yeah, our logo of our show is of the Pine Grove Cemetery. Yeah, Amanda took that picture herself. So, um, it was very spooky day. So I was like, that is definitely a great fucking picture for that. So we're definitely yeah. gonna do a huge episode into this but oh yeah uh, uh, the cemetery itself was weird as it is then when we went into the woods behind the cemetery i was literally shitting my pants because like i'm thinking to myself this these was also wim- like your first dark tourism yeah too, pretty like much first, not tour but the first like little trip you fail really trip kind of yeah, yeah pretty much so like i'm just thinking to myself like my thoughts at this time are you know 50 years ago yeah, these have, poor girls were being brought here. And, and they they once so, walked these same paths that I'm walking right now. Yeah, it was a very heavy, 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 heavy so feeling in that woods. We were in these woods for maybe like an hour and a half. Yeah. Just walking around. There was a lot of trails. There was a lot of trails. They went all sorts of directions. We were alone out there. And I was just like holding on to Amanda. She like was. Anytime I tried to stop. To kind of like, kind of gauge where we were and see if I could like figure out like which direction we should be going in. She was like, "Okay, we gotta keep going. We gotta keep going." I was so nervous. I was so nervous because like, I was just Tony Chop Chop. I thought was gonna come out from behind the tree and get me. Like, I don't know. And just like knowing, just knowing what happened like back there, just like the sense of impending doom and just like what if a lot of sadness. Yeah, and just like what if a crazy local was like. Oh, I'm going to keep my eye out for tourists that come here and I'm going to get the, I don't know. I just have a very irrational mindset when it comes to somebody like attacking me. I think that's one of my biggest fears is like someone coming out and attacking me. I don't know. Even when I'm home alone, I'm like, someone's going to get me. (laughs) Anxiety. (laughs) Anxiety. So we walked around for miles and did not find, I mean, the telephone now is ripped from the tree, but the Part that was bolted is yeah, still you there. You can still see like evidence of it. We there never found it. We never found it. I ended up um, doing like a search on Reddit, and like I saw, I saw people saying that they like went on like five-hour hikes through the wood, and woods they found it. They found it. Yeah. Oh wow. We, so was it I don't deep know into that. the woods, or was it? I just think it somewhere... was way further than we walked. We walked, but it, yeah. From what I and also it's like it's Reddit, so who knows? And the, the I, I know that people I have tried. Like six years old, so yeah, but I know people have tried now. to go out there because people do the same shit we do and yeah, do that type of stuff. So I would like to go back one day, maybe like with my husband along with <laughs> us. <laughs> um, but it was very just you could feel the energy. It was crazy. It was, it was a very strange sensation i mean i've gone on i i've been obsessed with the paranormal since i was like a small child so my parents have taken me on a lot of ghost tours and stuff and the only other place that felt really like that heavy and that sad was a prison in charleston south carolina that we went to and that was the same kind of just like impending doom kind of like like you feel like you're like you're taking on, on the chest. energy that the that that land still holds and yeah. just like you gotta do a lot of like self clearing when you leave there oh, and yeah. um definitely you know just go there with the good intentions in the first place but 
we were also down in the Cape because we wanted to visit the location where they found the Lady of the Dunes. And yeah. Amanda knows a lot more. I mean, I know the details of the case too, but Amanda yeah. knows the area. I feel like it was a lot the, better than me. Um, I know that when I brought, like, when we went out there, that was the first time you would like ever heard about the case of like, the Lady of the Dunes. Um, but I mean, obviously, it was a woman who, pretty much up until this day, was you know, a Jane Doe. She was found on Ray's Point Beach um, with basically almost completely decapitated. Her hands were removed. Um, she was was not identified until this year, which we pulled her name actually. something. Yeah, it was <clears throat> I forget the last name. But we went to the beach and we, I mean, the dunes are ever changing, obviously, because like the wind, but you know, I don't know the exact location on the beach where she was found, but we visited the beach. It was a cold, windy January day, so not the best day to be at the beach on the Cape, but we still went there and, you know, just took it in. It was Ruth Marie Terry. Terry was the last name. Okay. Yes. I knew there was Terry in there. She's Ruth is finally from in. Tennessee. Yeah, from Tennessee, but I guess she did have ties to Massachusetts. I don't know what those ties were, but they're also saying that the woman would they speculated at one point it was somebody from like an extra from the jaws movie that was being filmed there so yeah, I, um, i'm wondering if it could that have been her i remember um seeing that it was actually stephen king's son who like was the first one to like come up with that theory wow he had seen um he'd seen an extra and you can like post a picture of the like the clip from jaws yep. But he'd seen an extra who was wearing the bandana, the bandana, and had like a like had similar dark hair, um, and it's like a picture. It's kind of like she's from behind, but it looks a lot like the composite pictures, and obviously like with the bandana and the, the shirt being similar to what she was wearing when she was found. It's pretty solid. Yeah, it looks like yeah. So we also visited. Um, her gravesite. Yes. I'm not sure if they're gonna put a new headstone up now that they know her name. I'm, I'm sure hoping they will. they will. I'm sure. They um, will. but she is buried at the cemetery of the Church of Saint Peter Apostle in P Town. That the graveyard is in P Town, right? Not Thoreau. Yes. Yeah. So we went there and we visited her grave. We put some. I think we put crystals. We or... did. There was so many flowers and just like little like trinkets and stuff left for her. So we were like, let's see her crystals. So yeah. Put, like I put a quartz down. I. I, put, like, I, I can't remember. I have little crystals but... and little things in my car all the time. Yeah. So sometimes like Same. you know I'll always have a little something to put on a grave, but we the graveyard's not that big we went to the graveyard and i think we were watching a youtube video about where her grave was and we yes. like compared it to like the church and like a hill and we're like it's over yep. here and we found it we found it so we also know or found out that day that tony chop chop is so we actually knew that he was in that cemetery um morbid when they covered it they said that he was buried, buried in an unmarked grave next to his mother's headstone yeah so 
we can obviously do some searching. Yeah. Found his so, mother's name, found his mother's grave. Yeah, I used to find a grave to find yeah. her grave. And, and it, it was said it was in a, a little corner of the cemetery. It said it was adjacent to an address. Yes. So that's how we found yeah, that we grave. Able to find that grave. So we were looking for his mother's grave in that area. And again, the graveyard's not that big. So we yeah. were able to find it fairly quickly. And Lee's was literally the last one in the row. And then there was just a big oak tree, like maybe like four Two, feet yeah. away from her. So we knew that he was between, right there. Yeah, between her and that oak tree is Tony Chop Chop. And it was actually like only a couple hundred feet away yeah. from the Lady of the Dunes headstone. Yeah, a couple hundred feet. So it was like a double dark tourism in one day. It was. It was. It was a really fun trip. And I loved like going to Race Point Beach and just kind of like walking around and... We got some really cool pictures. Yeah. Both cemeteries were, like, very cool to walk through. Yeah. So that was pretty much everything about that trip that we kind of Yeah, it was a ton of fun. It was fun. Definitely felt the crazy energy. And um, we got a couple more stories, actually, for you. Yes, we do. Yeah, so, I mean, we have a couple other fun little stories for you guys. Um... One, I mean, we're going to talk about some paranormal experiences, which I've, I think I've had a couple more than you. I've only really had one or but two. The most significant one was when I lived in my sister's house. Shout out to Faith. Hi, Faith. We love you. And your house. Literally, she's like our number one fan, our biggest supporter. I she know. is. But um, my sister lives in, um, she lives in a kind of area of Massachusetts. I don't want to say the town. because That's okay. Show. You don't have to. I don't, I don't want to, you know, but she lives in a very old house. It was built in the 1850s. It was actually the town doctor's home and practice way back in the day, which when uh, she told me that, I was like, oh my God, that's so, so freaky. That's so spooky, um, And I've been living with her for a few months while I was trying to get back on my feet. And uh, I will never forget this one night when I came home from work. I had been working at CBS at the time, and I was on, like, late night shift, so I'd come home at, like, 1 a.m. And... Even, like, right when I walked into the house, which you come in through, like, the back of the house, um, I heard two people having a conversation. And I couldn't really, like, make out what what they were having a conversation about, but it was very distinctly two people talking. So my first reaction was, oh, my, my brother-in-law's still up. So I thought Zach was in the living room watching TV or, like, playing a video game or something. Walk around the corner. Nobody's in the living room. It's pitch black. So I was like, oh, okay. Faith and Zach are probably awake upstairs. So I walk up the stairs and I kind of like peeked because they always had their door open. They have cats like us, so they can't freaking close any door in their house or else the cats freak out. Um, and their TV wasn't on. They were dead asleep. I could still hear two people talking and it like, it was the same volume downstairs as it was upstairs. It like the the sound volume didn't change. It didn't sound like they were getting further away or closer or anything. Did you go up the back staircase or the front one? I went up the front staircase. Okay. And I was like, Jasmine must have left her TV on my niece. So I go into her room to shut her TV off because obviously she was probably asleep at the time. Open her door. No TV on. The minute I walked across the hallway and into my bedroom and turned the light on, I stopped hearing, like, the conversation stopped. And it just, I was so unsettled. I think I stayed up until probably six in the morning. Creepy. It just, 
it just felt very weird to me. And like, it was not somebody having a conversation outside. I didn't even see anybody outside when I parked my car and left, like, and got into the house. Like, it was coming from inside the house. Yeah. And to this day, I still have no idea. I get creepy vibes in that house, and I go in, just, it looks like a creepy house. Yeah, it it's is. It's a great house. It's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful house. But it, you can just you can tell. It's, tell. It's, it's got a lot of character, and a lot of things have probably happened there. Yeah. Um. I know that my sister had one time where she has, like, she's had a couple experiences where she's, you know, felt like somebody's watching her and stuff like that and kind of had some weird moments. Um, I also had one night where I heard somebody kind of trying to open, like, the, there was a door that was at the very back of the house that kind of almost went into the basement, and I could hear the doorknob rattling. Could not tell if it was coming from inside or outside. But it was definitely somebody like checking the door and trying to open it. Whether that was, you know, a local crackhead, like or... a weirdo just off the street, because she does kind of live in like the center of town, so that is a possibility. Someone who's just been checking the door, or if it was coming from inside, I don't know. But it's creepy. Your door rattling. I did not get up and check the, the, the person I was dating at the time. Got up and, and checked. I was like, I'm not going down there. So. But yeah, that is, um, that is, that is, it was strange. And she does kind of live in the, the Bridgewater Triangle too, which don't worry guys, we're going to do like a fucking multi-part series on that Yeah, one we, that's like the one case where like all of our friends like, are you going to do the Bridgewater Triangle? Yes. yes. We're going to do the Bridgewater it. Triangle. Don't worry. Keep your pants on. Yeah. Sit down. We're only 10 a, episodes in guys. It is a case that we want to do right and we want to go visit places and we want to do, we want to break it up into like multiple yeah. parts. We might have some people come in and do interviews. Yeah. So that's a case that is not, we're not ready to do yeah. right. But we want to do it. It's coming. We but promise we it's can't coming. right now. So I'm going to tell you a little story about um, the one ghost experience I definitely had. Um, so I used to work at a group home and this group home was set far back off the road in the woods and I would work the overnight shifts and it wasn't like a nursing home. Like there weren't like doctors or nurses and people up all night. Like it was their house and I was just a staff and overnight I was the only staff. Now they have two people work overnight, but one's usually asleep. But anyway, I was the only staff this night to six residents sounds fun yeah it's great so there was always like one side of the house it was like a duplex style house so it was like a mirror image on the other side so i was working the overnight shift and there's just like one side of the house that like people didn't really like tend to like sit on like at night by themselves and like the lights would always flicker and my boss was like, oh, you know, that's so-and-so, the old resident that lived in the house and, and passed away. So, you know, I got an eerie feeling whenever I would be on that side of the house as well. I feel like if I have like an eerie feeling somewhere, it's just like my intuition being like, you're not alone here. Yeah. So one night I was mopping like one of the bathrooms on that side of the house and my back was towards the hallway and I was facing inside the bathroom and just had that feeling someone was like on my shoulders watching me I got a little spooked but nothing crazy and then a couple weeks later I was mopping the kitchen 
And again, like I'm facing the front door, my back is facing the hallway. And I get that feeling like I never felt before my fucking life. I, it felt like not only was somebody watching me, but somebody was like on my shoulders almost. It's like, you feel like you're almost like under a magnifying glass. Kind of. It felt literally under a magnifying glass. Like if I was just like put my hand on the back of your neck, like. I like you know when you just like get goosebumps and you like shrug. Ugh, yeah, you can just like, feel it. You can feel it, and it's real. I don't fucking care what anyone says. That shit is real. And so I'm like, I took a deep breath and I like thought about it, and I was like, do I ignore this or do I just like turn around? I I just you know someone was fucking there. So I turn around and I shit you not, like a white like apparition, like kind of like came at me and like up into me and I was just hit with this rush of adrenaline and I was so scared I was so scared Jen got jumped by a ghost I got jumped by a ghost so I told Amanda this story last night because we were like oh like how what should we talk about on this episode and she was like there's that's literally like a term like yeah you hear it in like paranormal shows all the time and stuff and it it's essentially like when they're sucking energy from like you know like cameras and stuff yeah. like that like it's they're like i didn't air. feel like it was anything bad i just felt like always on that side of the house there was presence yeah and that night it approached me and gave me a little spooky spoon hi to you yeah so with that being said i stopped working the overnight shift <laughs> I would too. Honestly. Not immediately. I couldn't just be like, Actually, nope, no, I'm I, done. I but like, I told my boss, and she was like, that was so and so, just like so confidently. And I was just like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. All right. Whatever you say. So, I mean, actually, you know what I just thought of? Um, there was a girl that came on, like, at the start of COVID to work the overnight. And we were all kind of being like, yeah, that side of the house is a little spooky. And I kind of told her a brief little story about what happened to me. And this girl got so spooked one night, she left at 2 a.m. Are you kidding me? I'm not. I mean, there was another staff in the house sleeping. But she she didn't leave them alone. But she she got so something must have happened. And she got in knowing like what we told her. She left at 2 a.m. Yep. Middle of the night, left a note got so scared something happened and i was just like but she didn't know the resonance like like i do and like there's two that get up in the middle of the night and slam doors when they're using the bathroom so i don't know what happened but she left so absolutely yeah poor girl yeah so amanda um i know you lived in taunton for a little bit and like you had some weird shit happen once in a while i lived in like the taunton rehoboth area which is a kind of smack dab in the middle of the fucking Bridgewater Triangle. Um, it's also a bunch of Wampanoag land that was, you know, they were forcefully moved out of during the King Philip's War and were dismembered and freaking slaughtered and sold so slavery. Bridgewater and, Triangle land. Yeah, so very, very dark vibes. But um, when I lived in Houghton, I had, um, that was, I had a lot of sleep paralysis. And that was the only time in my life I ever really had it. The only other time that I did was when I first moved to Providence. I had a lot of anxiety because um, I was living alone for the first time. But they were very different sleep paralysis experiences. Uh, when I lived in Taunton, I used to have um, really, I mean, I've always had very vivid dreams, but I would wake up and I would be in, I slept in the basement. I would be in my room in the basement and I would see 
lines of people coming down this, the bulkhead steps and walking through the basement and into the wall of the other side of the basement. And I'll never, I like, I still don't know if it was me dreaming or if I was awake, but I would feel like I was awake and I would not be able to move in my bed, which obviously that's, that's sleep paralysis. paralysis episode, but they're still very unsure if it's that your, your mind is in a dream state or if you're actually awake. Uh, I'd also see a shit ton of shadow people like, constantly, like somebody always kind of like around the corner or like quickly walking by outside. You'd see it a lot too in the woods, which it could just be, you know, I mean, that's fucking scary. Yeah, but that land is, is you, saturated but, with all that heavy is, history. It is saturated with very, very just sad, heavy history. And uh, the people that I lived with, um, they said that they used to find arrowheads in the ground, like around their house and in the woods when they were kids and they were playing and like digging through the dirt and stuff. So obviously it was, it was, you know, very old ancient land that a lot of terrible things happened on. And when I lived in Providence, my sleep paralysis episodes were not like that. It was actually probably a little bit freakier. I was constantly afraid that somebody was going to break into my apartment from the fire escape. And I would have very vivid dreams of somebody like knocking on the window that was next to my bed and trying to like open the window. And it got so bad that like my therapist was like, try sleeping in your living room. And I would still have the same fucking dream in my living room because there was another window that was right up against a fire escape but i thought it was interesting that they were two very very different experiences i've never had dreams like i didn't talk to me it was just like it was very yeah i think it was good different. that you finally got out of that and i mean that house um that house was definitely really weird anyway somebody had died in that house one of the family members had had passed away he was very elderly but like I just think the general energy as well, without saying words. Um, it's a little negative. <laughs> yeah. Well, a little negative. Yeah. We won't get into that. Um, we're going to take a quick little breaky break, and then we're going to tell you about a creepy New Hampshire man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I almost died. Yep. All right. Hang tight. Hang tight. So, me and Amanda went to North Conway area, White Mountains area, um, for the day one time. Yeah, it was like October. We wanted to do like a little, like, you know, leaf peeping. Yeah, it was like two-ish years ago, I think. Yeah, like two, three years ago. Yeah. So, me and Amanda, we just drove three and a half hours about. We're fucking pumped. We're going to go on a hike. We're going to see some nature. We're going to do the damn thing. Yep. So we pull up to the parking lot of one of these trails. I think it was the basin that we went to. Or the something gorge. Not Flume Gorge. You sure? Yeah, because Flume Gorge you have to like pay for. It's like a big. It was. uh, That's like a long ass hike. But I want to say it was the basin. I think so. Something. It was was one of the little trails in the White Mountains. So we finally get to where we want to go, right? We've been in the car for a few hours. We finally get there. We pull into this parking lot, and we park at the lower level. Amanda gets out and uses the bathroom. There's maybe one or two cars there. 
but by the time we pulled to the top side of the parking lot, they had left. Yeah. So essentially, we're alone. And we get out of the car. Amanda's getting her camera ready. We're just getting our stuff together. And maybe like less than a minute later, this car whips in the parking lot, like kind of fast. And we're like caught our attention and we're like, what the fuck? And I'm thinking to myself, watch, this guy's going to park right next to me. Yep. What do you know? Empty parking lot. This guy whips in. There's like 30 spots to park in and he whips in and parks directly next to us. So this guy gets out of his, he parks on the driver's side of my car. So he's next to me. Amanda's on the other side of my car. Yeah. And fully focused on my camera and getting it all set up. Yeah. I was hyper fixated on it, not paying attention to the weird ass dude. So this guy gets out of his car very quickly and approaches me and says, hey, uh, are the are those kind of cars good cars talking about my car? And I drive a Toyota. And I think anybody in the car driving world knows that yeah. it's a Toyota. It's a, fucking Toyota. it's a basic good car. Any Toyota is a basic good car. It's like the basic white girl of vehicles. Exactly. So he's like, oh, like, I'm thinking about getting one. Like, how is it? What year is it? Sir, you whipped in here driving a brand new Mazda. Yeah. Also, I do want to mention his outfit. Yeah, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. I'm going to mention the outfit. But why are you coming in here in a brand new Mazda, getting out of your car very quickly and asking a little girl... About her Toyota. He jogged over to him. Oh, yeah. He, like, he, I think he saw me from the road or something, was like, ooh, fresh meat, and, like, whipped in. It was like, I'm going to get this girl talking and some small talk. Okay. Nobody needs to take car advice from me. I'm just going (laughs) to say that right now. I know there are some, some, I know a little bit, a tiny little bit about cars. I dated a guy for a while that was a mechanic, and. So I know like a little bit about cars, but I don't know shit about cars. And I definitely don't know enough to be giving this old man advice yeah. on a Toyota. Like, I'm, I'm not going to say what kind of car I have next, in case like... he comes for me. But <laughs> so not only does this guy ask me weird questions about my car and it's not even small talk. It's like he got out of his car to ask me about my car. It wasn't like he got out to go for a hike, looked at me and was like, Oh, I think I want one of those. I've been thinking about one of those cars. Oh, hey, how are you? Like, da, da, da. Oh, by the way, like, it was very, like, intentional, this yeah. guy's movements and, like, just his energy. So I immediately, the second he got out of his car, I did not have a good gut feeling. And always go with your gut, seriously, please. Oh, yeah. It's 100% right all of the time. So tell him about what this guy was wearing this fucking dude and like mind you we're in the middle of the white mountains like jenna and i are in like leggings and like sneakers we have like rain jackets on because it was kind of like kind of icky out this fucking dude is wearing like khakis and a sweater vest and dress shoes yeah you are not not prepared for a hike you're not here for a hike sir sorry you're not and like just very very weird very weird so jen obviously immediately her red flags are going off i'm on the other side of her car just like fucking playing with with my camera camera, being like we going on the trail or what and she just gives me this look and is like get back in the car and amanda like almost was like what the fuck no my first reaction i was like we just got here and then like i saw the look in your eyes and i was like okay and just like 
put my camera in my bag and step back in the car and shut the door. And Jen jumped into her car. Locked the car. Locked, locked the car. The second we both got into our vehicle, this dude just went into his vehicle and just sat there. Yep. So if you're here for a hike, why the fuck are you getting back in your car after getting out? And it's like, I don't think he was there for anything else because it was nothing else around us. We were in, like, we were in the White Mountains. We were like up fucking in there. Yeah. So I think like you whip like, right in, you get right out of your car, hands in your pockets. Hey, oh, hey, like what kind of uh, talking to me about my car? You're not dressed for a fucking hike on a rainy day, yeah, sir. Weird vibes And all around. the fact that you got back into your car after getting into mine, if you were here for a hike, why don't you why didn't you make your way to the trail and start yeah. fucking hiking so i'm not looking back to this guy because yeah. i'm afraid so i'm like leaning forward and i'm like amanda what is this guy doing and she was like he's like rustling around like in his yeah, glove he, box he and then keep like fucking around with stuff in his passenger seat. and then kept looking up at me looking back down looking back up at us looking back down and i was just like we're not staying here i was yeah. like i know we just drove here I'm sorry. Like, I'm not going up into the woods knowing that this dude is here next to my vehicle and it's just the three of us nope. in this parking nope. lot. And you know what? I will say, like, if anything were to happen, I know, like, with Amanda, I feel safe because Amanda is not the type to fuck around. She will do anything she can to fucking get us out of harm's way. But you know what? I just, like, I wasn't feeling okay about this. And I was like, I'm sorry, but we're leaving. We're going somewhere else. Yeah. And that I'm glad we did. That day, I didn't have a, the spare tire on the back of my car. So I was like, he's, he knows what kind of car I drive because he brought it up yeah. in conversation. And there's no spare tire on the back. I'm pretty – I stick out today. Like, today – that was, like, the one day I didn't have it because I was yeah. getting, like, a tire fixed. So my spare was on my car. So I was like, Ugh. So we went to a trail not too far away. Yeah. And there was- – there was a lot more. There was a there. lot of people there, but I just could not relax. I was like, this guy's going to drive off in the direction he saw us going and pull off at every stop. Cause this was like a highway where you pull off. There's a trail. You pull off. There's another trail. You pull off. There's another trail. And he's going to see my car because he knows what I'm driving and he's going to come get it. I was literally like my head. I, I was fully convinced that we were going to die that day or be like human traffic. Yeah, I could not relax until we got to the other side of the White Mountains. Yeah, it was like after we went down the King of Mingus and got into North Conway, you were like, okay, we're like an hour and a half away. I think we're safe now. Yeah, but you know what? I don't think that guy had good intentions at all. Oh, I don't think. I think not. things would have been different if my, you know, alerts weren't going off. And you know what? I am the way I am because I listen to true crime podcasts. Yeah. If, when we're going to do an episode on, you know, the, the measures we take to stay safe out in yeah. public and be rude as fuck to everybody, be rude as fuck, head on a swivel. Like I was working downtown um, at a restaurant for a long time and in my hometown and I get out of work one night and I'm walking down the street and this guy in a van, it's always a fucking guy in a van, always. but this guy in a van drives by and gives me the look and then he, I see him drive by me again the other direction. He whips around turns around, pauses, and says, do you need a ride? And I was like, no! I screamed at him. And that was just, like, Good. my reaction. I wasn't even, like, I wasn't even thinking, like, be Ruby, you know, stay alive. And I was just, I fucking screamed at the guy, and he, like, gave me this look and then drove away, but I'm, like, kind of looking behind me without trying to be too obvious that I'm looking behind me. And he's slowly going, pumping his brakes, 
I was parked on a side street. I walked past the side streets. I didn't want him to see what street I was going down because yeah. all these side streets in town are dark. Yeah. And so once I saw this guy kind of go around the curve of the road, I fucking turned around, booked it on the side street, and fucking drove away as fast as I could. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do a, a whole episode on like how to stay safe and like what we've yeah. learned and like, you know, yeah, just go with your gut intentions. Yeah. So definitely uh, always listen to your gut. Yeah. Which the next story that I have is about that. Which yeah. Was very young when this happened, I was in my family home in Clinton and. I will never forget this because this was like the strangest thing that ever happened to me as a kid. I was in the family room, like on the family computer, you know, it was always in like a big communal area. I don't know. It was like coding my MySpace or some shit. Yeah. And um, it was like 10 o'clock at night and somebody knocked on our door and like we're in fucking Plimpton, Massachusetts. Like nobody knocks on your door at 10 o'clock at night in Plimpton. You know what Plimpton is, is like a tiny little farming town. No one's nobody... just really walking around. Yeah, like it's not. And we were in like we were in like a like a little like suburban kind of community, so it was like everybody was like lights out at like eight o'clock. You know, like and kids were inside. Um, so I was not going to open the door by myself, like little like thirteen year old me. So I went and woke my father up, which my dad goes to bed at like fucking six o'clock at night. So he was pissed when I came into his room. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And I was like somebody's knocking at the door and he jumped out of bed and was like what and ran downstairs opened the front door and I was kind of like standing behind him and there's two guys probably like mid-20s late 30s standing at our door with a duffel bag in their hand and they looked kind of surprised that my dad opened the door like in his pajamas he's like what the fuck do you want and they go oh um we're we're college kids selling magazines do you want magazines at 10 p.m yeah on my and it was like a weeknight so my dad get the fuck out of here literally was like get the fuck off my property right now get out of this neighborhood what are you doing here do not ever come here i'm calling the police yeah he did call the police and i'll never forget because the police were like can we come to your house and talk to you and he was like no i'm fucking going to bed like (laughs) typical steve cop but i it was just the strangest thing that ever happened to me as a kid i think if i were to hear a knock on the door like even when i lived like in my own apartment like one time the neighbor came and knocked on my door i did not answer the door see that's so funny because like i live in me like i live in an apartment where like all of our neighbors were very close so like we don't knock we kind of just like shout from each other's doors yeah no i won't from like the hall i will never open the door like if i'm home alone ever never ever 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 never 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 once you open the door and you just don't know who's out there Like, I know you can look through your little peephole, but, like, fuck no. Like, (laughs) no, I don't answer the door. Um, That's pretty much it. But you know what is funny? Me and Amanda were on our way to a dispensary this morning. Oh, my God. (laughs) The strangest thing ever. So we're driving on the road. We just got our Dunkin' and we're driving. And Amanda starts shouting. I started going, no, no, what are you doing? And I'm like, what the fuck's happening? What's going on? And I point across the street and there is this, like, little white car there's a little white car pulling over on the side of the road for this like mountain man looking hitchhiker (laughs) and i was like stop what are you doing my voice just got so squeaky i'm sorry guys never pick up hitchhiker never pick up a hitchhiker never especially in like a like fucking keen new hampshire like there's nobody around here so like 
I know I really everyone up here is very friendly and nice and like it's very like community like driven around here and I love that I but like I don't a give a fuck where you're scene. from or who you are but don't pick up a rando on no. the side of the road I, so I live in Providence and I see like people trying to like hitchhike all the time and they're like always off on like 95 and I like actively like lock my doors Me in my too. car <laughs> no, get the fuck out of here like, you just fuck no but mm. I can't believe we we saw that as we were just like and we were literally i didn't even think what can you do we what can you do like, trying to go to the dispensary and have a nice day have a nice morning drinking our coffee and i see these fucking people like you know picking up a- picking up a hitchhiker and i'm like of course they couldn't hear me in the car i don't know why i was screaming so loud being like stop I'm, like waving my <laughs> hands but I, I like so badly wanted to just like roll the window down and be like don't do it don't do it Hopefully that was just a very honest man that yeah. just needed a ride. But yeah, so. please keep an eye on the news for like a little white hatchback. <laughs> yeah, it had mass- know if you seen it had mass plates on it. Oh, they weren't so even nervous. New Hampshire people. But which like I can't believe somebody from Massachusetts would pull over and help a hitchhiker. We're usually very rude. Yeah. Yeah. So so that was just fun a little additive. We we're like, oh god, we gotta mention that on the podcast today. Yeah. But anyway, we hope you like this little different yeah, episode. Yeah, random, spooky, scary stories. Yeah. And, and if anyone has any of their own stories, like, I love to hear ghost stories. Yeah. I love that shit. Hit us up on Instagram. We'll have to do some more dark tourism so we can do, like, yes, more of these episodes for, like, our own accounts. I have, like, a list of places. Lizzie Board and House. We, we have to. to go oh, to. I've been there. I actually had a weird experience Well, I want to go with you. Okay. Yeah, I, um, I heard a ghost cat there. Oh my god. Yeah, I was um so there I don't know if it's still in the basement, but the gift shop used to be in the basement. Yeah. And at the end of the tour, my sisters and I went down there to like look at the gifts and I heard a cat meowing. And like me just being a cat I was like, Oh my god, where's a cat? I need to I need to pet the I need cat. To pet the cat. So I ran over to the tour guide and I was like, You guys have a cat? I heard a cat downstairs and they were like, Uh, we don't have a cat, but you're not the first person, you know, to hear who's one told us that we have heard a cat downstairs but even no, the cats no from cat beyond cats. know that you are the cat lady i love those give me all the ghost cats oh my god i would definitely go to lizzie's house again that i want to do that tickets are only on 25 bucks so let's just like next time i come to you let's like just go do that because it's not far from where I you live with. i actually went to a like a, a seminar at the Clinton Historical Society it was about lizzie borden and i'll never forget it because my my mom took me gail and I was, I was probably, like, the only 15-year-old there. It was, like, a bunch of You're college like, kids. <gasps> and I was I just this. so, like, in awe. And, like, I don't think Lizzie did it, but she fucking had a part in it. I think she hired somebody to do it. Her okay. and her uncle were in cahoots. Okay. But I'll, I'll leave all my theories well, until we do the Yeah, case. let's visit the house before we do the episode. But I think, like, when I come to Providence and we record, we should just, like, do a little field trip to Fall River. Hell yeah. And do it. How far is it from your apartment? probably 20-25 minutes. I was in Fall River doing a massage for somebody one time and I was like oh might as well drive by the Lizzie Borden house and just see where in Fall River it is and it was an area I was like it's fucking busy around here. Oh yeah. And like her house is the only like oldish looking house. Yeah, it's in like a more developed area yeah. of the city now but mm-hmm. I was she not has expecting another it. house too. Yeah the Fall mansion. Yeah. Which I would love to like I w- kind of drive by and see. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, it was kind of close by to the house I was visiting a client at oh, no, but okay. um because like it was a really nice part of fall river i was like oh fucking nice up here yeah, there's some beautiful houses yeah. out there yeah 
So, all right. Um, yeah, we, we hope you guys enjoyed it. this. All right. Well, that is it. Stay spooky. Stay scary. And stay, stay safe. safe.